0: Unique, yet common-sense opinions on sports, this is Jeff Allen's Sports Talk. And so excited to have you hitting that play button once again. Welcome to the JAS Podcast. And normally over the introduction music, I enlighten you to who my guest will be, except today we have no guest, unless you want to qualify me as the guest for today. You know, it's one of those things I've been pretty consumed uh, with the day job and also with the Atlanta Braves in the League Championship Series, Uh, so I haven't really had a whole lot of time to uh, uh, go out on the guest list hunting expedition, so I'm going to talk about a few items in the world of sports and uh, give you my thoughts, not my hot takes, just what I consider to be solid sports opinions. And we'll do an expanded TV theme segment today. So I get to play a little bit uh, with uh, with my little side hobby there, <laughs> doing TV themes. So that uh, should be a whole lot of fun. So uh, we are definitely glad to have you on board once again. And as you know, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan and totally bummed out about the injury to Dak Prescott. Oh, man, that was gruesome. Uh, When he went down with his uh, broken ankle compound fracture, they said. Ooh, that was nasty. Yeah, it's only one one of those things. I just don't like to look at those replays in any way, shape, or form. You know, Joe Theismann comes to mind. Because he was like really the first guy who, you know, you saw a limb snap (laughs) on television. Uh, Back in the day on Monday Night Football, and, you know, uh, Joe Theismann, by the way, did uh, tweet his uh, thoughts out to Dak Prescott because anybody knows what that feels like. Joey T. does. And, you know, back in, oh gosh, it would have been the mid-80s when that happened, when Lawrence Taylor sacked him. And Taylor leaps up immediately calling for people to come look at Joe because... Ugh, it was terrible. And I remember this so vividly because I was producing Chris Russo's show at the time at WKIS, and we did a Monday night football show remotes from the Red Lobster on beautiful International Drive. And so after the show, we'd hang out for a little while, watch the game, and I just remember ABC just showing it over and over did I say it and over again? <laughs> I got queasy. I went to the men's room because I really thought I was going to hurl. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was getting to my stomach. So I don't ever want to see those replays. Ever. Not in a million years. So Dak Prescott done for the season. And you remember right here on this program, I told you Andy Dalton's signing was not a Maneuver for the Cowboys to use in their contract negotiations. They finally invested in a backup quarterback. And now you see why having a solid backup quarterback is huge in the National Football League. Because if you don't have an excellent backup, You know, there's going to be a drop off from one to two, but a lot of teams, when they drop off from one to two, they fall off the cliff. Dallas would have been in this situation had they still maintained Cooper Rush as their backup quarterback. He ain't throwing those two dimes to Michael Gallup on the game-winning field goal drive that Andy Dalton does. Now, Andy Dalton's not going to be Dak Prescott. I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to score 35 to 40 points a game which they almost have to because the defense gives up 40 points a game. But Andy Dalton gives them at least a fighting chance. And in in a division, I should say, that is just god-awful, the NFC least, you look at how bad the Cowboys have played and how bad they have looked on defense and all the turnovers. They're 2-3 and and remarkably in first place. <laughs> How does that happen? That is just crazy. And my thought was if they couldn't beat the Giants, it was going to be a real long year. Giants now are winless. The Washington football team is in disarray. The Eagles, they're not that good. They're ravaged at the wide receiver position again with injuries. And, you know, getting back to Washington for a second. You. Know, it looks like the Dwayne Haskins era is already expired. Kyle Allen was given the starting job. He took a uh, took a shot, came out of the game. Great storyline with Alex Smith, who had a gruesome leg injury of his own two years ago, and nearly died from it. Due to an infection. So he had tons of surgeries. Had to do all sorts of recovery. Just remarkable that he can even walk. But play football again. And you can't help but root for a guy like that. But it's also tough to watch. Because he's a sitting duck back there. He, he His mobility is what you would expect for a guy who nearly lo- you know, could have lost his leg. And so he has the... I, I love his spirit. And you just hope that nothing bad happens to him. I guess Kyle Allen should be back in the lineup, but... Uh, whew. Turning to other NFL news, COVID scheduling has really... Caused a lot of uh, schedule changing because of positive tests. We've had Monday night doubleheaders. Yay! I like that, actually. Kind of nice to be able to watch a Monday game, getting home from work and be able to watch the whole thing if I wanted to. Get a little Tuesday night football on the schedule. And your Sunday... Schedule, you know, because they've had to move things around. There is is not as compact. But the NFL is going to get their season done one way or the other, and they have flexibility to extend the season. It's not like Tampa is going to tell them, ah, you can't do the Super Bowl at the beginning of February. We can't help you here. <laughs> They're not going to do that. They want the income. I mean, if there's going to be fans there, under the current climate, they could have it. No telling what it's going to be a few months from now. But you never know. But the NFL will orchestrate whatever they need to orchestrate to get the season done. But you're seeing with both pro and college why it's going to be the toughest act to pull off to get their seasons done, basketball and hockey went into the bubble with great results. And then baseball, they had their challenges early on. There was some potential jeopardy of the season not getting to be fulfilled. The Marlins and Carlin, uh, the Marlins and Carlins, <laughs> the George, Car- the fighting George Carlins, the Marlins and Cardinals. Don't say those two together. That's hard to say. You know, we're down for days and had to make up games with numerous double headers and both ended up making the playoffs. We'll talk a little bit more about the baseball playoffs in a, in a few minutes, but yeah, it is very difficult. For football, being the contact sport that it is, we've seen tons of postponements, cancellations, reschedulings in college football. In fact, the big game in the AAC this week, Tulsa-Cincinnati, I had previewed that on my AAC report on the Nightline Sports Network with Kelly Hines of the Tulsa World, and I think this is the second time that uh, I've had her preview Tulsa and they've had their game rescheduled, not because of Tulsa, but because of their opponents, Cincinnati had some positive tests, so that game will shift to, like, early December. The Gators-LSU game is being reworked after Dan Mullen said he wanted a packed stadium. The Gators get ravaged with COVID, and therefore that game is off the schedule for this week. And it's even tougher in college. In the NFL, they can kind of have a quasi-bubble. They have a little more control there. With many more players on a college football team and the number of colleges, it's a bigger sample size of trying to keep everybody healthy. It's just not going to happen. Now, I think college football will still get through their seasons. And will they push back their championship format? Will we have an ample number of bowl games? Still many more questions and answers, but we still have games. And by and large, you know, most games are taking place. The percentage is far greater. And thankfully, we have those games to watch on Saturdays, Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays. Thursdays, Fridays. <laughs> now let's talk about the baseball playoffs. I'm recording this on Thursday evening as the Tampa Bay Rays try to finish off the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series. As I glance over at the television, Astros up 3-2. In the top of the sixth, trying to keep their season alive yet again. Got down 3-0, was able to win last night. And very interesting with the format. Seven games in seven days. There is no travel because they're in a bubble finally. And it will be interesting to see how it affects the National League Championship Series because it's presenting a bigger problem for the Atlanta Braves who jumped out two games to none on the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League Championship Series. And then last night, the Dodgers rang up an 11 spot in the first inning. They almost rallied to win Game 2. They destroyed the Braves last night, and the Braves were... You're working with a unproven pitcher, which is mostly what their staff is at this point. Now, Max Freed's had some playoff experience, not as a starter, but he's definitely done well. Ian Anderson's pitched well ever since he came up. Kyle Wright had uh, pitched well of late, but had no answers last night. Bryce Wilson gets the call tonight. Braves need him to go at least three innings. With a close ball game. The Braves starting pitching you know they had the most bullpen innings for the longest while. I don't know exactly how that finished up. But they at least have enough arms in their bullpen that they can toss a guy out per inning and if the Braves keep the game close I like them in late innings. But if it felt so weird after being up two games to none as a Braves fan, and after last night's game, you felt like you felt like you're behind in the series, and you're not. So, how quickly they can shake that off, and can they neutralize the hot hitting Dodgers all of a sudden? By the time most of you hear this uh, podcast, come Friday morning. You'll already know the results. Okay, we're going to come back with an expanded edition of TV Themes. It's based on a franchise. We'll do that right after this. No Republicans, no Democrats, no team from Washington, no team with a star on the side of their head. We don't even talk about alpha and beta storms around here. And if you believe all of that, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Captain and company in the morning, join me 9 to noon, weekday mornings on OldSchool101.com because class is always in session around here. Virus or no virus. very recognizable theme from Law and Order done by the king of TV themes Mike Post and Law and Order ran for 20 years on NBC from 1990 to 2010 and was of course the flagship of the Law and Order franchise which covers the first hour and first half hour of an investigation of a crime where the New York City Police Department detectives investigate. The second half is then where it goes into the trial phase that is covered by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. And many times real cases that made headlines were kind of the poster child for how they would uh, frame an episode. And you look at all the number of people that were in law and order uh, when you go back to the very beginning, uh, George Zunza, Chris Noth. of course, he would uh, be a recurring, <laughs> a recurring character in the Law & Order franchise. Dan Florrick, his first run as Captain Cragen. Michael Moriarty was, of course, the first district attorney. Richard Brooks, Stephen Hill, the district, uh, I should say Michael Moriarty was the first assistant district attorney. Stephen Hill, of course, was the cranky Adam Schiff as the D.A. Yeah, Paul Sorvino, and was there a better wise-cracking detective than Lenny Briscoe, played by the great Jerry Orbach? I do not think so. As the Patha Murkison, it's Lieutenant Anita Van Buren, Jesse Martin as Detective Ed Green. Sam Waterston as long running executive ADA Jack McCoy for about 15 of those seasons. So, Law and Order, which then also gave birth to a spinoff Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> Yes, Law & Order SVU debuted in Mm -hmm. let me try that again it debuted in 1999 and is still on the air about to enter its 21st season on NBC stars Mariska Hargitay as one time she was a lead detective and now as Captain Olivia Benson as she heads up the SVU Christopher Christopher Bologna that was her sidekick in the first few seasons is Elliot Stabler. In fact, he was there for 12 of those seasons. understand he's coming back in another Law & Order spinoff in the Stabler character this season on NBC. Richard Belzer, which of course, Richard Belzer is an interesting story when you look at the fact that he played John Munch which was originally a regular cast member on an NBC police drama called Homicide Life on the Street. And they actually did some crossovers with the original Law and Order. So he played the character for 23 years, starting in 1993 with Homicide Life on the Street, before transferring over to Law and Order SVU. Other notable names, we mentioned Dan at Captain Cragen, Stephanie March is one of the ADAs, Ice-T, as Finn Tutuola, B.D. Wong, Diane Neal, Tamara Tooney, Danny Pino in later years, Kelly Giddish, Peter Scanovino, SVU ranks fourth all-time for the number of episodes in a scripted series Behind the Simpsons, Gunsmoke, and Lassie. See, there's a trivia question for you to keep in your back pocket for a bar bet. So Law & Order SVU still running strong today. And then there was another program that uh, had a pretty good run on NBC as part of the Law & Order franchise. (laughs) Law and Order Criminal Intents, which also has a big shelf life in the rerun industry on multiple networks. A little bit more. That was... uh, I would say this is a a more highbrow (laughs) edition of that as they were the Major case squad starring Vincent D'Onofrio and Catherine Irve as detectives Robert Gordon and Alexandra Eames. And they were the the focal point of the show. They did have a DA for a while, Courtney B. Vance played that role, but they kind of phased the DA part of it out and kind of strictly kept it as uh, an investigation series versus a trial series. And then later on down the road, um, you know, and actually uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent, in their ten seasons, ran for most of its run on NBC, but then after six seasons was moved over to Sister Network USA starting with season seven and each episode would debut on USA the week after its original NBC airing and so they had some shifts and changes uh, with that so Chris Noth came back as Mike Logan and he had several different partners played by the likes of Annabella Escuara Julianne Nicholson, Alicia Witt. Jeff Goldblum came in for a run as a detective. Eric Bogosian was uh, one of the captains in the series. Jamie Sheridan was the original captain. And D'Onofrio is the quirky Robert Gorin kind of almost reminded me a little bit of uh, what am I may think of the X-Files where you had one that was kind of the the quirky out there character and the partner is the the one who's supposed to keep it, keep it sane, keep it real, keep it on track. So that was kind of the Gordon Eames type there. And uh, again, 10 seasons, 195 episodes. And interestingly enough, interestingly enough about the theme... They actually changed their theme music. Now, all the themes from Law & Order have that familiar melody, and they've just kind of changed things up a little bit to make them sound... sound same, but different. So they actually changed their theme later on because I think they really liked the, the one they did for a short-lived Law & Order called Trial by Jury. I think that lasted just one season. I believe Stephanie March's character is that ADA was the, the kind of the lead of that show. Um, Jerry Orbach did did that, a few episodes of that, uh, not long before he passed away. And so they had this theme that they used for that, but they ended up using it in the last few seasons of Law & Order Criminal Intent. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the second version of the theme for Law & Order CI. And actually, uh, that is probably definitely definitely the most up-tempo of all the Law & Order themes, and one that I particularly think is the best one of the lot. With the original, a very close second. The original has to be up there, because it born all this stuff. So there you have it, a complete Law & Order and... (laughs) (laughs) anthology. Uh, Everything that you wanted to know about Law and Order but were afraid to ask, I give it to you (laughs) on this particular show. (laughs) Uh, But, hey, I I, I get great response to the TV themes, so I do like to expand them once in a while, and uh, I enjoy doing this segment. Uh, It gives me a chance to go down the YouTube rabbit hole and come up with some interesting interesting stuff, and uh, hopefully a lot of it is memory invoking for you as it is for me. And I do appreciate uh, all the kind words you have about the tv theme segment of Jeff Allen Sports Talk. I know it's not sports, but it's just a little something fun to end the show with and a little fun to take a side trip with. You know, uh, having pop culture be a part of the program is uh, certainly not a bad thing, in my opinion. Y'all, I'm getting ready. Game four, Braves-Dodgers about a half hour away for me right now at this particular point in time in history by the time you hear this and i am very nervous (laughs) it's so great to be two games away for the world series which would be the first time since 99 for the braves and if they could somehow win it all first time in 25 years At the very least, though, got to be thankful they're in it. Got to be thankful that we have baseball in 2020, that we have our sports seasons back. So lots to be grateful for where that is concerned. And as always, please follow me on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88. I'll keep you posted on all things regarding the podcast. I'll add a few opinions here and there. And... Next week, we'll uh, get back to having guests on the show, looking to do a, a baseball, kind of a baseball primary. I have asked Joe Finger and Jay Cresswell to come on together. And we'll probably round that up for next week. Don't tell them just yet, because I haven't confirmed it with them yet, but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> we'll try to get that worked up for uh, uh, the next week or so, and... Uh, Again, we thank you for listening to the JAS Podcast. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter, at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook, at JeffAllen88, and the website, JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs.